Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are tuned in to Americana Music Profiles. Thanks for joining us for the second season brought to you exclusively by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine. Man, it's people like you that, that make it possible for us to get out here and enjoy this life. Thank you for getting in touch with me. I'm so glad you love what we do. Thank you for your help with everything, Greg. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing you've got going there. I'm your host and publisher, Greg Tutwiler. Now let's get to this week's show. My guest for this episode of Americana Music Profiles is West Virginia banjo player and songwriter and co-founder of the band Dry Mill Road. Taking a break from the band at the moment, Robert is out promoting his new solo CD, Somewhere in the Middle, a collection of songs written over the last two years. Hi, Robert. Welcome to the program this afternoon. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you. Well, thanks for having me. Sure thing, yeah. Glad we could do this. Um, So so give me a little bit of background uh, about yourself and how you got started in music. Folks that maybe don't don't know who you are, let's, uh, let's bring them up to... Up to speed on on how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. Well, I grew up in North Carolina, where there was no shortage of banjo players, <laughs> and um, I remember every Wednesday night going to uh, uh, an old lawnmower repair shop, and uh, there be jams and a lot of these old timers up there. And uh, wow. my grandparents were into bluegrass music as well, and uh, you know, one day my folks bought me a banjo and. As they say, the rest was history. I fell in love with it and uh, been enjoying playing banjo ever since then. I I don't think anybody but uh, perhaps uh, bluegrass folks could understand the concept of what you just said of of going to an old lawnmower repair shop to to jam sessions. That that's just. Um, uh, th- 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 that whole concept is fascinating to me, and and, and see, that's that's something that's uh, kind of normal to me. But I guess in other areas of the country, that would sound kind of strange. But um, you know, the, there's always always bluegrass music going on, and uh, a lot of these old guys had day jobs. Like for example, the the lawnmower repair shop, and at night, um, you know, all the all the folks would bring food, and it would it would be musicians there, and everybody playing their tunes, and uh, it was just a big party uh, based around bluegrass music. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I know that kind of thing still goes on today, but it's it's certainly I think almost exclusive to um, I, I would say exclusive to to bluegrass and and old time music. Uh, you, you don't you certainly don't see that with with pop and and rock and roll. It's um it's a very unique genre-specific uh, type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of other genres, too, it's, it's the musicians seem like they're more accessible, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, no matter how big or small they are, um, it, it, it seems more tight-knit and like, like a family, uh, more of a family thing when you get a bluegrass here. Is that, uh, I, I know, uh, looking through some of the notes uh, about your biography, it's not you're not exclusively bluegrass, but is that, 
if you if you were to try to fit what you do into the Americana umbrella, how how do you describe your type of music? I it's heavily bluegrass influenced. I mean, if you play banjo, you you listen to Earl Scruggs. Sure. Uh, I mean, almost every banjo player. I can't think of one that hasn't cited Earl Scruggs as an influence. Uh, so, um, you know, I would I would describe it as bluegrass. I don't. I wouldn't say it's heavily traditional bluegrass, but um, I just kind of try to do what I do, and uh, <laughs> you know, I think so. Some traditionalists or purists, you know, might think it's out there, and uh, but you know, I don't, I don't think I do anything crazy. Everything is pretty much based on three finger rolls, and sure, and a lot of stuff that, that Earl Scruggs did. Uh, so you know, I, I think it's it's bluegrass. That's how that's what I call it. Yeah. Okay. Well, the nice thing about the music today is you can you can come up with your own interpretation of it, and it it still fits and. And people still appreciate it, so it's it's nice to be able to stretch that um, umbrella out there a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, music is, is is music to me, um, and it's it's about how it makes you feel, and it doesn't have to be a specific genre. Uh, but, you know, I think that comes out in my playing. I've, I've listened to a lot of a lot of jazz, and not mm-hmm. that I'm any, anywhere near a jazz master, but. Uh, always like a, a lot of saxophone players in jazz, and um, you know I think a little bit of that you know kind of filters into my music as well. Now you it's m- all about just you know feeling good, you know. Like yeah, what, sure. You know something that makes you makes you feel something when you hear it. And and you're a songwriter as well, correct? Yes, yes. And I, I'm I'm assuming that 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 kind of philosophy filters over into into how you write your music too, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of a wide, wide group of you know influences um, as far as songwriting goes, or singing, or um, yeah, playing the whole thing. Um, it's I like pop music, I like bluegrass music, you know, and every bit of that comes out. Every bit of that's influenced and. and influenced me and it's come out of my music mm-hmm. have you been a songwriter from the beginning uh, I've always written written songs yeah I'm not you know I, I'm not one of those people that you hear these stories you know I wrote this on the back of a napkin in five minutes and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's more it's more of a labor for me sure uh, okay. um, and you know I'll have songs that are halfway done for years and mm-hmm. uh, you know Sometimes I will write out something fast, but that's that's not a daily thing. Mm-hmm. It is something I feel like I have to practice, though, just like playing an instrument. Sure, okay. Um, you know, I have to practice songwriting. You'll write a, a whole lot of really bad ones for that one good one. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nobody has to see those publicly. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I enjoy songwriting, too. But it's, it's something that, you know, constantly working on, just like working on your instrument. Do you have a sense of what what comes first for you, the, the melody or the lyrics? Uh, there's there's no no combination or no no formula for that. Uh, I think probably most of the time it, it, it would be a melody mm-hmm. um, because I was was a banjo player first, and sure, okay. Um, 
So yeah, I think that that does come first to me. There's a melody. And so you you grew up in in Carolina and then moved to West Virginia. Was that a was that a music move or was there something else that led you led you to make that? Um, I had I had grown up in North Carolina um, near um, near Winston Salem, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a time, I moved down to Asheville um, because there was a lot of good music going on there. Um, and yeah, I guess indirectly, it, it was a a music move to come up here. I was in Northern Virginia for a while and knew a lot of good musicians around that area, and that's what kind of kept me, you know, there for a while. And um, met my wife, and we bought a house in West Virginia. And West Virginia was just at the time when we were buying a house. You know, it was, that was what was affordable mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we just moved up the road a little bit out of out of Virginia. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's tons of great great music up there. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if initially that's why I came to this area, but that, it's certainly what's kept me around here mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, all the great musicians. And what part of West Virginia are, are you in? I'm in a small town called Jaredstown. Okay. And um, it's just outside of Martinsburg. Sure, okay. West Virginia. Yeah, yeah, and there is lots of lots of good music that happens in and around that part of the region there for sure. Does it does it feel different the 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 style of music than than the Carolina style? I know that question comes up quite often when I'm having conversations, and it's interesting to hear people's perspective on that. Um, it's not a huge difference, you know. Um, I joke about it a lot of. I've lived a lot of places, but it's always kind of been up and down the Blue Ridge Mountains. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I've kind of stayed in the shadow of the Blue Ridge Mountains, you know, everywhere I've moved. Um, and, yeah, I don't think it's, it's a huge difference in the style. We, we, you know, all were kind of listening to the same thing um, in this in this small area between North Carolina and Virginia. Right, yeah. And... And you are part of a band as well, is that correct? Yeah, that's Dry Mill Road. Um, they're based out of Winchester, Virginia, and uh, we've been together about six years. And I, I read where you had a chance to um, play for the Canadian Embassy. Tell me about that. How did that come about? Uh, you know, just being a, a working band around the D.C. area, we get a lot of calls, you know, from out that way, and um, you know, you can do some pretty fun high-profile gigs out in D.C. Um, and, you know, just being around and doing jobs and mm-hmm. you know, people knowing who you are. Um, so that's kind of how that came about. The um, We're going to talk about your new record here in a minute. The, the style of music that you play as a solo artist and then the type of music that you play with the Dry Mill Road, is that, how is that similar? How is that different? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's similar in, in that it's, it's got a lot of energy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it's a very, you know, exciting thing to see. Uh, it's, you know, it's not slow, boring music or something that's going to put you to sleep. And, uh, it, it's also similar because, you know, we try doing different things, you know, uh, outside of bluegrass but in a bluegrass style if you would 
you know, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how it's not similar. Uh, well, you know, all everything on my solo project is is my creation, mm-hmm. um, whereas the band is more of a group creation. Okay. And over the years, we got together and we would write songs, and you know, although one person might have written the majority of it, it, it always has you know an influence of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that would be the major differences, and you know, that's why it's a solo project um, because it's you know it's a breakaway from what I've been doing with the band. Mm-hmm. Okay. How often do you guys get to play together as a band? Is that is that a full time thing? Yeah, we probably do uh, 80 to 100 dates a year. Oh, good. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we're on the road um, a lot. And, you know, that's something great that comes out of that is, you know, having such a tight band. Sure. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, when you're playing together all the time, and, and luckily we all get along really well. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's something that's, you know, I'm going to, be promoting this this solo project for a while mm-hmm. and um you know we probably won't have as heavy a schedule next year but we will definitely be hitting the road you know pretty steady regardless and is that uh i i noticed here that you've had a chance i think to play some international dates it, is the band uh pretty much a, a national gig do you guys get to travel all over the country or is, are you more of a regional you mentioned dc northern virginia area a lot uh we've we've done a few west coast tours mm-hmm. and we've been up in canada like on the west coast of canada okay uh you know during the summer or festival season or when it's you know busy time we're all over the place you mm-hmm. know? We've, we're all over the country mostly okay and when so the the new album um, somewhere in the middle, uh, tell me about that. How, how did that title come about? Uh, the title, well, somewhere in the middle was just kind of how I feel sometimes <laughs> with, with music. Yeah. It's not really you know hardcore or traditional, and it's not to me like um, the typical progressive bands you hear either. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's what I felt like the music was, was it, you know, somewhere in the middle. And are these all original tunes for you? They are. There's a couple. Um, Black Water Fries is, um, is not, it's an old uh, traditional Irish tune. And um, Music for a Found Harmonium um, is another cover. Um, and you may have heard that on, on Napoleon Dynamite. It was a, a song from the soundtrack of Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, okay, okay. You know, it's got this Irish feel to it. Sure, yeah. Um, and um, I just thought, you know, it fits so well with this Irish medley that I had time for the album. So um, we put that in there, and, you know, it sounds great. And uh, the uh, the musicians that are on the album, are they different than the, the guys that are with you in the Drymill Row Band? Yes, yes. Um like I said, you know, it was a solo album, so I wanted to do something completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, if I had Drown Mill Road on that album, it would just be a Drown Mill Road album right. with my name on it. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, you know, I thought about this for so long. Like, who am I going to get on this album? Uh, you know, because I really want to do this, and 
I got all these songs, and I want to sound just right. I had it all in my head, so it was a combination of old friends and new friends. Mm -hmm. uh, Clay Jones was on guitar, and I've known him for a very long time because he grew up in North Carolina as well. And um, Jack Dunlap, you know, I've known him for a few years, but I've always liked his mandolin playing. Mm -hmm. And um, Patrick McAvenue, which everybody knows, uh, on the fiddle. He's, uh, you know, such a great fiddle player. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he kind of was like my stone during this whole recording process. Mm. You know, he's like, he's like got everything together so well. And, I, and you know, I, I knew if I went into this session with everything down on my part mm -hmm. and I had the right cast, then everything would go smoothly. Mm. And, you know, that's why I had this great cast of musicians on this album yeah no well those guys on, uh dave shepherd i forgot to mention dave shepherd on the bass as well okay yeah now will they will they also be the the guys that uh help you tour when you when you go out to promote it well patrick uh on the fiddle you know he's i've always liked to play with him as much as i can but he's got a full-time schedule as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, on certain dates, definitely if he's available, I'll have him on these shows. Dave Shepard on bass, he was on the album, and, yeah, he will be on, on most of the tour as well. Um, Jack Dunlap, he's another one that's, you know, pretty filled up, so, uh, you know, I can't get these guys all the time like I'd like. Sure. But uh, right now, I'm working with Dave Shepard on bass and Garrett Wren on the mandolin. And you may remember him from Circle Blue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so where, I, I, I'm guessing you've lined up some tour dates already. Where where will you, um, where, where will this take you on this album as far as appearances? Well, you know, this album was, was released in March, and I had a full-time commitment with Dry Mill Road pretty much all the year, so I'm just getting out to promote this album mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now. And uh, right now we do have a couple of things on the calendar. Uh, one thing is called Smoke Country Jam, and that's in Crossport, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Um, that's in June. Um, really looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I got a lot of things in the works right now. And is this full-time music, full-time for you, or do you have some other things that you do in, in between the shows? It's full-time for me, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm on the road all the time, and when I'm not playing music, I just love being at home. So we got a couple of daughters, mm -hmm. my wife and I, and um, I love just hanging out with the family and being here. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, other than family, music is, is my full-time thing. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, do you do solo gigs too? Is that part of what you do as well? Just you and your you and your music? Yeah, I do solo shows. I do duet shows and, mm -hmm. and trio shows. Okay. And, you know, anything. Um, like I said, I'm a working musician. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the most fun part for me is having a full band. Yeah. Because music to me is like um, communicating with somebody, sure. having a conversation. And um, I just I love that interaction. So uh, you'll most likely find me with a band uh, before you'll find me doing solo. Shows okay, you know, like, it's just the interaction is so much fun. Yeah, yeah. 
So the the new album is somewhere in the middle. Where can where can people find you? Find the album. Get in touch if they wanna wanna learn more. Well, the best place is uh, robertsbanjo.com. That's my website. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can find tour information and buy the album and um, reviews, anything you want to see on there. Um, okay. Of course, the album's available on iTunes and Amazon um, and Google Play. Uh, all the uh, you know electronic ways to download it are there. Sure. Um, and you can order the physical copies from my website, like I said, robertspanger.com. Great. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.